Hello and welcome to the Ice Guys, brought to you by the National Hockey Now Network. This is the show that takes you into the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a betting perspective. With pro sports handicappers, Ian Cameron, Alex B. Smith, and various guests from the world of hockey and sports betting. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by National Hockey Now, Thursday, April 13th. Ian Cameron and Alex B. Smith, it's our final massive regular season card uh, of the NHL season. We do have two more regular season games tomorrow on the final day of the regular season, but this is that final, big, massive, double-digit number of games betting slate that we have to uh, work with. Uh, this season here uh, in the NHL. And uh, obviously, it's a unique slate. We have, by the way, 15 games uh, on tap tonight uh, in the NHL. Some games that just plan for exercise for both teams. There are some games involving seeding implications, who you're going to play in the first round. There's still some division titles uh, on the line uh, entering tonight. Uh, and, but the one thing we can tell you, and we said yesterday we hinted at it, that we may not need we may need to be in a spot going into the final two days of the regular season where we know all the playoff teams, and that is indeed true. We know all 16 playoff teams. Every playoff spot has been clinched uh, after the New York Islanders clinched the very final spot uh, with that second wild card spot clinched last night with their victory over the Montreal Canadiens, eliminating the Pittsburgh Penguins. So we know the 16 playoff teams, and we know who's going to be in the dance when the Stanley Cup playoffs begin on Monday. We just don't know the matchups yet, division titles, home ice advantage, uh, all that kind of thing. It'll still be determined in a lot of different uh, uh, divisions here and uh, situations in the last couple of days. Uh, Alex, um, it's a very unique card to handicap when you're this close to the end of the regular season, the second to last day. This is the final game of the regular season, game 82 for all but four teams uh, in the NHL tonight. And um, But we've got some unique angles. I mean, I've got a lot of props that I've bet. I can't wait to share them with our viewing and listening audience. It's all based around players looking for their 50th goal or their 40th goal or looking to break a, a an NHL record or a team record uh, in franchise history. There's a bunch of those spots tonight involving player you know, accolades, player achievements, if you will, that they can get uh, on this final game of the regular season. And we're betting all the props accordingly based off that. So hopefully that ends up being profitable. But uh, obviously, Alex, looking forward to this uh, big card and uh, a unique one indeed. Yeah, absolutely. And it, and it always is. Like I said, it, it's unique and, and, and different. And this this is one of those times where you have to look for those different angles and, and, and you know, uh, derivative wagering really is your friend. Uh, we've been talking about it all week, but especially on the last day and, and some of these teams having the, you know, swan songs, obviously different scenarios around the, the country. Of course, the biggest one we were talking about off air is this will be the final game for Jonathan Taves, the captain uh, in the United Center tonight against the Flyers. And uh, not sure how much everyone knew or didn't know about this, knowing the that management in front office, they probably had some stuff planned for a while and they just kind of made it official today. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see how that goes. Of course, except teams that are still battling for division uh, spots. A couple of plays that I have are related to those teams and what they need to clinch division titles. Uh, so yeah, it's it's a it's an interesting kind of a card, and you know you'll definitely get to see the, the you know watching and listening the variance and difference between Ian and I because I'm sure Ian, like I said, you got a lot of player props and you load up and stuff. I pretty much have a whole lot of nothing. 
Uh, I got about maybe four or five plays that I've made personally, and, and I do like them quite a bit. And uh, it's a couple, a couple of things I might lean toward, especially, like I said, with, with talking in regard to player props. But as far as sides and totals, this is a day where I really kind of stay away from just straight up sides, straight up uh, totals. Yeah, and again, this is um, this is just a situation. I agree. I, I'm more into the props today, believe it or not, than the uh, sides and the totals, uh, because you know it's a little bit dicey, especially in the games where there's either teams out of the playoffs playing head to head, or there's teams that both teams have you know clinched everything. They're locked into their position in the standings. They can't move up or down. So uh, those become the games that are a little bit more tricky, difficult to handicap, get a read. I mean, we don't want to play Doctor Fraser Crane. I love that show growing up, great sitcom, but we don't want to play that game. Play Doctor Fraser Crane and get into the heads of these players at this time of year. But unfortunately, you kind of have to, you know, on a night like this uh, tonight. In the uh, like I say, it's the final regular season game tonight. Game eighty-two for all but four teams. Buffalo, Columbus play each other tomorrow, as do Colorado and Nashville. Uh, tomorrow night so other than that everybody else is wrapping up their regular season tonight uh, just quickly on the two games last night congrats islanders clinching the final wild card spot in the east eliminating the pittsburgh penguins who i have zero pity for i have zero empathy for the pittsburgh penguins they have only themselves to blame you lose to the chicago blackhawks 5-2 at home you know good night you know you don't deserve the playoffs at that point so congrats yeah. to the islanders uh and congrats to dustin wolf his first uh, NHL victory in his first NHL start for the uh, Calgary Flames last night in a 3-1 win. And who had uh, Nikita Zadorov getting the only three goals for the Calgary Flames and getting a hat-trick on their bingo card going into that game uh, last night. But what a great night for Big Z. What a great character he is, too. His post-game press conference was hilarious, uh, talking about his big night. And uh, his interview on Spitting Chicklets earlier this season was hilarious, too. So great character. Great to see someone like that have a night. Uh, like he did getting the hat trick for uh, Calgary. But uh, Alex, just briefly on the two games last night, the headline being Islanders in, Penguins out. Yeah. And like you said, yeah, can't feel bad for Pittsburgh one bit. I mean, that that's, you know, like said, the, the, the comments, I still laugh about it from getting Malkin about, well, you know, this team should have been a little bit younger. It's like, yeah, right. He shouldn't have been there. And, and other guys shouldn't have been there. And Jeff Crystal Carter. Tang shouldn't have asked for the money he got. Right. And, and seven extra years. Like, it's just, it's absurd. And so, you know, like I said, they made their own bed. Now they lie in it. And, uh, you know, Sidney Crosby gets to play a little more golf than usual uh, this summer. And, you know, the Islanders, they're in. But, uh, you know, they're a playoff team because they're in the playoffs. That's it. They're not you know, a playoff team on the ice the way that they've played as of late. So now they've got to try to more than likely end up uh, playing the Boston Bruins. But their summer probably be ending or starting a little sooner than some of the other teams that have qualified for the playoffs in that. And the Dallas game, I mean, that's the game that I really enjoyed. Dallas and St. Louis, you know, didn't really mean too, too much. Obviously, Dallas now in a position to play them again tonight to try to capture the division. But, uh, you know, a lot of scoring back and forth. Uh, I was really happy to cash in with the second period over live. Uh, literally 70 seconds after putting in the bet, first Dallas goal to make it 3-2. A couple of minutes after that, 4-2. So, that was a easy cash to have and uh, actually kind of looking back toward that game too uh, for today. So like I said, it'll be interesting to see how these division races, uh, you know, sort out. And it's, I'm glad that we're going to actually have everything hopefully laid out to the point where we can actually, you know, get maybe series prices a day early. We want to be doing those as we're on the air for the, the playoff preview on Saturday. Absolutely. We're looking forward to that. We have, uh, of course, tomorrow is our final regular season show. It'll be the uh, Friday cast of characters. It'll be me, Alex. I believe we're getting joined by both Jimmy Murphy and our guy, Nate Repensky tomorrow, who's nice. joined us on several uh, Fridays throughout the season. And then, of course, Saturday, we're going to have, of course, 
Uh, and by the way, we'll get Jimmy and Nate's thoughts on the playoffs tomorrow since they'll be, they won't be joining us uh, over the weekend before the playoffs start. And then Saturday, we're going to have our Stanley Cup playoffs preview show bonanza. And I mean bonanza. We're going to tackle every series in depth, you know, series prices, you know, series handicap, you know, one, minus one and a half games, that kind of stuff. How many games is the series going to go? Uh, you know, and I know Alex has his eyes on multiple series to end up in a sweep or a five game series. Uh, in this opening round. So there's going to be a lot of chatter about all those derivative bets and those prop bets for the uh, Stanley Cup playoffs in the first round on Saturday. And it's going to be me, it's going to be Alex, and it's going to be a goaltending factory joining us apparently on the show Saturday because we're going to have Eddie Lack joining us. He'll be our special guest. Uh, looking forward to that. Uh, and he's a better. So that's what's great about having Eddie on the show. He throws it down. That real estate revenue of his, he's throwing it down on various sports. So uh, Eddie Lack will join us Saturday. And, of course, our regular Saturday contributor, Kevin Beach, is uh, going to be back with us as well. So it's going to be uh, Ian and Alex in a swarm of goalies uh, around us on Saturday. I don't know if we'll be able we'll, to handle it. We'll have to keep our goalie jokes to a minimum, <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> yeah, Yeah, no five-hole jokes or anything like that. Yeah, with them around. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, no, indeed. And then what's great about uh, Eddie Lack is he's the king of self-deprecation. He's very comfortable, you know, poking fun at himself. It makes him a great guest. And he was a lot of fun last year. He had his buddy on with him with last year when he joined us during the playoffs. So uh, definitely looking forward to that on uh, Saturday at uh, noon Eastern, our normal Saturday time, our Stanley Cup playoff preview show. All right, let's get into the uh, Thursday card, 15 games, and we'll begin in Beantown, Montreal Canadiens, Boston Bruins. We've got Boston minus 340. Home favorites, six and a half the total uh, in this one. Uh, this game's an interesting one just based on Boston trying to finish out their season schedule. The way I see it now is Boston has been playing to win throughout this stretch. Now, they have accomplished truly everything now. You know, number one in the East check, President's Trophy check, wins all-time wins record in a single season check, points record in a single season check. You know, they really, truly have nothing at all but pride in wanting to finish the season with a win at stake tonight. But, you know, it wouldn't shock me if they go out there and give it Boston because that's just the kind of team we've seen out of them uh, this season. You look at the lineups tonight. Now, there is no David Krejci tonight, no Tomas Noshek, and Linus Allmark is out, and they're going with Jeremy Swayman. But, you know, really, it's still guys that are a little bit dinged up that are out of the lineup. Anybody that's well enough to play, nobody's being rested. You know, the people that are out tonight for Boston have minor injuries. So, you know, they're not resting anybody, which tells me they're interested in winning game 82 uh, here tonight, the Boston Bruins. And as for Montreal, it's a tough spot for them. I thought they gave it a hell of an effort last night against the New York Islanders trying to play spoiler. I don't think they played that bad of a hockey game. They ended up falling short in the end. The Islanders defended extremely well. You talk about lockdown hockey when they had that three to one lead and the uh, third three to two lead, I should say, in the third period. Uh, the Islanders did that. That was a defensive clinic uh, by them against Montreal. They just made sure, hey, we're not even going to get close to giving up this one point that we need. And sure enough, they ended up winning. Uh, Montreal on the back-to-back -back here on the road. Montembeau in net uh, again for the uh, Montreal Canadiens, which means this is going to be a back-to-back -back for him. Uh, and, you know, I'm always a little bit leery uh, of that. So this is a game where pre-game, you know, I'm, I'm not really going to get involved much in it, uh, side or total. Uh, maybe we get involved live in-game with something, uh, depending on how it plays out. But, uh, yeah, I just have zero interest, side or total, pre-game here. What do you think, Alex, Montreal, Boston? Yeah, I, I don't have any interest in this one either. And it, it's funny because, you know, this is a rivalry game, right? But obviously with Boston, you know, like I said, 
making history in Montreal, just getting ready to go on vacation. I just don't see where there'd be much animosity here. Like, you know, Boston, like I said, they're playing their stars, their star- starters, and like I said, wrestling guys who are, who are a bit banged up. They just want to keep things rolling and ready because they know they're going to have time off before uh, game one. So I don't know if, yeah, like I said, it, it could be where Boston, maybe they're interested early. They jump out to a lead. They kind of just, you know, sit back and then maybe the Habs come back and tie it or do something crazy. So definitely as a live game, wouldn't have anything to do. Yeah, it's definitely one of those ones where if you get involved, maybe it's based off something you observe. There is actually a bet I will say that I do like in this game, and I actually have bet it. It's uh, If it ain't broke, don't fix it. It's David Posternock over shots again. This guy is just like – he had eight shots on goal, I believe, the other night. And, and he's had multiple games lately with six, eight. I think there was a 10 spot in terms of shots on goal he had in a recent – like he's flying over. And you think four and a half is usually a pretty big, steep, tall number when it comes to shots on goal, but he's making it look small. Uh, David Posternock on a nightly basis for the uh, Boston Bruins. So I say, you know, if you've been betting it and I have been putting a, a few bucks on that prop routinely, especially here down the stretch, keep rolling with it. It keeps cashing. So yeah, Posternock over five, four and a half shots on goal. Uh, go back to the well with that. That's really, and Matheson too, Matheson for the, uh, uh, for the uh, Montreal Canadians. We've talked about how he stepped up his, you know, joining the play a lot more, shooting the puck a lot more. So his shot on goal prop might be a, a good bet here as well. But yeah, Posternock over four and a half, minus 130. And again, Mike Matheson for the uh, Canadians here as well uh, at the uh, over uh, th- two and a half here, minus 140. I mean, those are two pretty good shots on goal props, if you were to ask me here uh, in this game. It's probably what I'll look at more than anything else. Pittsburgh Columbus, we've got the uh, Penguins minus 220, uh, road favorites, uh, six and a half the total. Believe it or not, I'd be closer to betting Pittsburgh here than Columbus, and you would think, wow, really? Minus 220 road favorite after getting eliminated officially from the playoffs, having their hearts ripped out, the Penguins. What incentive do they have to show up here, and really are they, are they going to be in it mentally and spiritually, if you will, emotionally, You know, for after a very disappointing end of their season, missing the playoffs, especially for this core of Crosby, Malkin, Latang, and missing the playoffs is gut-wrenching. And I feel, you know what I feel bad for? Jason Zucker, this guy laid it out on the line all season long for the uh, Penguins, and what a season he had. He gave it his all every game. He's blocking shots left and right, heart and soul type of player. To not get in the playoffs for him, he's the guy I feel bad for uh, on this uh, Pittsburgh Penguins team that they didn't get in. His effort was outstanding all season. Oh, him and Chris Letang, I mean, the guy had a stroke, his yep. second stroke, and came back and played. Yep. Fought off another injury, came back and played. That's another guy, I mean, that's tough. Obviously, like I said, I still think his contract's insane. But, you know, to go through all that, and I think he's, at this point, it's a shoe-in. It's either him or Alex Stalock for the Masters and Trophy. My guess, it's it's got to be. Uh, I haven't seen the odds for that, but it, I don't think he's an overwhelming favorite, obviously, to, come, to have overcome what he did. Come back and, and play at, play at a high level still. Uh, like I said, not worthy of number one status, in my opinion, moving forward, but still just an incredible story nonetheless. And it is unfortunate for him. That he's yeah, I, I, I agree with that. That's uh, It's been, like I say, Latang's story and the, you know, his dad, of course, passing. It's everything that he's had to deal with this year, uh, and it's unfortunate for him. Uh, no doubt about that. Crosby, too, because Crosby, you know, was uh, very good in the, down the stretch, tried to will his team in with his performance. But too little, too late for the Pittsburgh Penguins and the Chicago game in particular is the one that comes back to haunt them. Uh, so, yeah, I, initially I was like, there's no way I'm taking Pittsburgh. And I still have not bet Pittsburgh and I won't bet Pittsburgh. But I think backing, backing Columbus here, even in their home finale, is even more of a dubious proposition. You see this lineup that they're putting out there. If this isn't 
a, a headline or a billboard sign in neon lights flashing bad for Bedard, bad for Bedard, bad for Bedard. I don't know what it is because th this is definitely a sign of a team that's looking, I think, to lose. They're littered with it. It's an AHL roster, right? It's a, it's a Ray Bryce's Kalamazoo Wings, if you will, in the ECHL kind of looking team here. The ECHL affiliate of the Jackets tonight. I mean, you've got a lot of new faces. You've got Michael uh, Petia, uh, Tyler Angle, uh, Samuel Nasco, uh, Emil Bemstrom, Hunter McCown, uh, Yuna Luoto. I mean, definitely, it's definitely a team that is just, you're looking like all of these players are either called up from the uh, AHL uh, affiliate or just even getting a college look uh, straight out of college. So this is definitely a team that, especially in the bottom six, I mean, it is thin. It is inexperienced. That's, that's an owl roster. You keep looking at the list and you go, who? Who? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, you know, that tells you all you need. And even on the blue line now, although I do want to say, they've got, they got Gavin Bayreuther, Andrew Peake, Tim Burney, Adam Boquist, Billy Sweezy. The one guy that is making his NHL debut tonight on the blue line, he's actually going to be, I think, a pretty good player for them. And he was Connor Bedard's teammate last year uh, in Regina with the Pat Stanislav Svozil. I mean, I think he's going to have a really, really good NHL career. This is a really good young defenseman. Uh, I'm actually interested to see how he plays here uh, for uh, the uh, Columbus uh, Blue Jackets. But, yeah, uh, former, uh, again, teammate of uh, Connor Bedard and actually could be a future teammate of Connor. I know Alex is like, no. Stop! And he's covering his ears right now as I'm saying that. But uh, he, uh, Connor Bedard could be a future teammate of Stanislav Spozil as well here in Columbus if the uh, balls bounce right uh, on draft lottery night for the uh, Columbus Blue Jackets. But uh, yeah, I'm interested to see how he plays. I mean, even some kind of prop. I haven't seen any yet uh, for him because usually the guys that are just called up they're late to the uh, draw in terms of uh, posting props. Uh, for those kind of players, but uh, definitely keep an eye on him. He's going to be, I think, a good defenseman in this league. Uh, for me, I would look at over six and a half, and I would look at both teams to score in the first period. I mean, and I'm going to be on those two bets in a lot of games tonight. Not only the full game over, but that both teams to score in the first period. And this definitely has that feel of both teams finding the back of the net uh, here in the opening 20 minutes. Let's keep in mind that even though it's a thin Columbus team, they are, it is still their home finale. I don't think they completely mail it in and they've still got Johnny Gaudreau, Marchenko, Johnson, Ross Levick's been, you know, contributing lately. Liam Foody, Liam Foody's actually a good prop on Columbus. This guy, all of a sudden has really stepped it up. He has, you know, uh, points now in three of the last uh, six games he scored against Philly. You know, he might be worth a look from a prop standpoint for Columbus, but yeah, I think it's going to be a loose environment. Nobody's going to play a whole lot of defense. There's no need for either team to do that, especially Pittsburgh now, too, after getting eliminated. So uh, over six and a half and both teams to score in the first period. And if you actually look at the Penguins and Jackets, it's been more overs than unders in the series history. And we know the last time they played each other in Pittsburgh, that was a, a shootout back and forth. Uh, Alex, what do you think? Penguins, Jackets. Right there with you. I got that over uh, six and a half. I laid a dollar twenty at this point. If you, if you see a dollar thirty, you could lay that, but I'd probably even go seven. Um, at this point, you should be able to get seven at plus one ten, plus one fifteen. If you're getting dollar twenty and dollar twenty five at six and a half, so I wouldn't shy away from that. I think it's just going to be, uh, you know, pond hockey the entire time. I like that both teams to score first period. I like over two at plus one fifteen. So I'd probably chop a unit up, just scatter it amongst all the uh, all of the overlooks. And if I had to play one team total over the other, it would definitely be Pittsburgh. Like I said, I think they might just look to take some frustration out of this bad Columbus lineup. Man, do I love that price too uh, on the uh, both teams to score first period in this game in particular, plus one fifty 
uh, wow, at, that's uh, amazing. At it's a really good price there. Yeah. So, uh, and like I said, I don't think I think Columbus on home ice is going to want to get on the scoreboard. I think they will have energy at the start, especially these young kids. You know, they're getting the first taste of the NHL. A lot of them, I could see them putting one past a dispirited Pittsburgh team. Uh, in the opening period, but we know Pittsburgh is always going to be a threat to score throughout this game against that jacket defense, and uh, which is Swiss cheese and Michael Hutchinson, uh, who is going to be a net again for Columbus. So yeah, I think that plus 150 is just a great value for a good chance of both teams getting to a 1-1 score uh, here uh, in the uh, opening 20 minutes. All right, Ottawa-Buffalo. We've got Buffalo minus 140, home favorites seven uh, being the uh, total here in this game tonight, Senators and Sabres. Uh, this is an interesting one because you've got Buffalo off the heartbreak of their well, not really heartbreak. I think they knew deep down inside, like they weren't going to make the playoffs, but to be officially out now uh, going into their season and home finale, you know, you wonder if where their heads are going to be at uh, for this game. Uh, Ottawa had their home finale the other night against uh, Carolina and played really well. Actually, Ottawa's played two really good games in a row after getting eliminated officially against Florida. Since then, they beat Tampa at home and they beat Carolina at home. you got to give them a lot of credit, Ottawa, for doing that. But this is different now. This is your final game. You're going on the road now. Do you have that same intensity? Do you have that same desire to put a W on the board here in Buffalo tonight if you're the Senators? And it is Buffalo's home game. And I think Buffalo, from what I'm reading here, is they really appreciate you know the, the strides forward they've made as a franchise, even though they fell short of the playoffs, and they want to send the home fans happy. So it's a tough side to bet here uh, in this game, you know, because Ottawa's playing well, but do they show up for their road finale here? Buffalo, I think they want to win for the home fans in the finale, but at the same time, they just got bounced from the playoffs, you know, after their last game. So, and I don't want to lay a buck forty with them tonight necessarily, or aging Craig Anderson, of course, who has been confirmed uh, as the uh, starting goaltender tonight. He hasn't played in a while. At the same time, there's a lot of um, rumblings. They they were very direct, the Buffalo reporters, asking Craig Anderson, what future plans do you have? Have you made any decisions about your future? And he said, I haven't yet. I'm undecided, but I know I'm starting tonight, and uh, we'll see if this is it. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, he said I'm enjoying – you know what he said, though? He said, I'm undecided, but – he was really going on about how he's enjoyed mentoring the young goal- Sabres goalies this season. And he really went on about that. Not so much his, pl- his own playing career. And it makes me think he's probably leaning toward retiring from playing and maybe transitioning into a goalie consultant, a goalie development coach, mm-hmm. potentially for the Buffalo Sabres. Like he was really just spouting, you know, just praise and just fulfillment and enjoyment about tutoring and mentoring Comrie and Uko Pekalukin and Devin Levi and all these young goalies for the Buffalo Sabres that have been uh, on the team and gotten starts for them this year. So, you know, at the, so this, this has that feel. It could be the Craig Anderson retirement game. It really does. So, you know, that's why I think Buffalo can bring it. Um, and it's actually got me kind of leery about my initial looks, which, at which I have bet already. Now I haven't bet the full game over. Uh, but I will look for a six and a half because I, I don't bet it at seven. I'll look for a six and a half in this game. I still like it and I'm going to go forward with it, even though, because like I say, Craig Anderson, they may want to win for him. Craig Anderson may want to play one hell of a game. Craig Anderson has not played great hockey in his recent starts. Let's be honest. We've got to call it for like, like we see it. He has struggled, you know, down the stretch in some of his recent starts. And I think with just the, uh, again, another game where I expect a loose environment, you know, neither team is going to be lining up to, uh, fr- you know, protect the front of the net, uh, block shots, any of that. So uh, I'm going to go ahead with both teams to score first period here uh, as well at plus 125 
uh, in this game. Uh, Alex, uh, Senators and Sabres. So this was going to be a total pass for me, but based on hearing that, and like I said, if, if, if that is the case where he's really close with that goaltending unit and that team to the point where he could be sticking around even if he's done playing, uh, then I think we might see a, a strong effort from Buffalo. So I would lean to taking Sabres in regulation at a plus price. Uh, I don't know if that'll make my final card. Like I said, I'm, I'm keeping it low, low, low volume today, but that's the only look I would have for that. Otherwise, this would have been just a complete scratch off. Yeah. Yeah. Why not Dylan Cousins? Because if I think Buffalo is going to play hard, I think the that's one of the guys that will always play hard when the team plays hard, and that's Dylan Cousins. So we've been liking the props for Cousins all season. Why not one more time? Uh, uh, at least, actually, I shouldn't say one more time because the Sabres do have one more game tomorrow. They're one of the four teams finishing their regular season tomorrow, but they finish on the road at Columbus uh, tomorrow night. This is their final a home game, and it will be the final start for uh, Craig Anderson. So, do, uh, do we see a step and a half? Feels and looks and smells and sounds and like a retirement game. It really does for Craig Anderson. Is it, do we see seven and a half tomorrow with that Buffalo Columbus? Well, if it's Levi and Net, I would be betting <laughs> over seven and a half. Uh, I wouldn't either, but I'm just saying just how bad Columbus is, and and if, depending on if Buffalo if Buffalo decides to bring up some Rochester guys potentially, yeah. like which yeah, could happen. Yeah. Absolutely, that could definitely happen. So it'll be again with the especially tomorrow's games, a bunch of the games tonight. We're checking the rosters, uh, definitely. Uh, yeah, Stuart Skinner uh, for the uh, Buffalo, or not Stuart Jeff Skinner uh, for the uh, Buffalo Sabers here. Uh, his shots on goal prop has been really good lately, really good. Uh, now he fell short the last game, but prior to that, he had four seven five three six four. He'd been constantly going over two and a half shots. I, I'd go back to the well again with uh, Skinner, Jeff Skinner here for uh, over two and a half shots on goal tonight as well for the uh, Buffalo Sabers. All right, Carolina Hurricanes and Florida Panthers. We've got Florida minus one twenty uh, home favorites here, six and a half being the total uh, in this one. Uh, this is a game where it's meaningful. There's something tangible at stake for both teams. Uh, in this game tonight of course the carolina hurricanes we know where they are in the standings right now 111 points one point ahead uh, of the new jersey devils uh, for first place currently uh, in the uh, metropolitan division uh, so it's very simple for uh, carolina they will clinch the metro division if they defeat florida tonight in any fashion so it could be a regulation overtime shootout doesn't matter if they beat florida tonight carolina are metro division uh, champions uh, if they get one point tonight and the New Jersey Devils lose to the Washington Capitals in any fashion, uh, they would also clinch uh, the Metro Division. Or they could get in if the Devils lose in regulation uh, against uh, Washington. Regardless of what Carolina does, if the Devils were to lose in regulation, Carolina's Metro Division champs. But uh, I don't know if they want to leave that to chance, quite honestly, because I don't think Washington's beating uh, New Jersey tonight. But uh, so there's De Carolina will want to show up, but. Man, I'm telling you what, Alex, I'm concerned about Carolina. They're not playing their best hockey going into the playoffs. Yeah. This week has not been good for them. Losing to Buffalo, losing to Ottawa, with all due respect to those teams, that's not good uh, for them. So, yeah, they need the win, and, yeah, that's a pretty good price, you know, for Carolina, plus 100, but I ain't taking them. I'm not. As for Florida, I think this is a significant game for them when you look at it. I, no, they're not going to say it publicly. Paul Maurice hasn't said it publicly. Matthew Kachuk hasn't said it properly. None of the players, Montour, Ekblad, uh, go on down the list. They haven't said it publicly, but there's got to be a belief, a collective belief that deep down inside, if they were to talk amongst themselves in the dressing room, like, hey, guys, you really want to play the Boston Bruins in the first round? Like, really? Do you really want to be the, a team that's got to go up against the mighty Boston Bruins, this all-time great regular season team? 
that's been dominant all season. Do you really want to play those guys uh, in the first round? And I would think they would, if, if they're honest with themselves, Florida Panthers players would say, yeah, of course not. We don't want to play Boston uh, in the first round. So for the Florida Panthers, yes, there is something at stake here with, with to, for this game tonight, and that's avoiding Boston uh, in the first round, which the Florida Panthers would do if they even just get one point tonight against the Carolina Hurricanes. One point. If this game goes to overtime or a shootout, regardless of whether Florida wins or not, they will leapfrog the New York Islanders uh, based on the tiebreaker. And the Florida Panthers, with one point, or obviously a win, of course, they would leapfrog the Islanders, uh, and they would end up playing the Carolina Hurricanes, the likely Metro Division winner, uh, in the first round, uh, as opposed to the Boston Bruins. So, you know, I, I think if you're Florida, you got to ask yourself, kind of put this, you know, Dr. Frazier crane cap on again, like I've said, you know, I think that this game is meaningful to them and getting the point that they need to avoid the Boston Bruins, Alex, in the first round. I think it's meaningful to the Florida Panthers. So guess what my bet is in this game? The draw. Uh, absolutely. I like the draw here uh, in this one. Uh, because look, with Florida, with Carolina, a draw on its own isn't good enough, you know, to uh, clinch the division championship. Okay, it's not good enough. They need the win, but with one point, they could always take it to chance that New Jersey loses in any fashion to uh, Washington. It would still be valuable, and it would still be a huge point for them to try to clinch the uh, Metro Division. But for Florida, all they need is one point to get past the Islanders and avoid the Bruins in the first round. So draw for me in this one with the Hurricanes and the uh, Panthers. Alex, uh, Carolina, Florida. Yeah, definitely on the draw there as well. But I'm also taking a shot, and this is it's funny because it reminds me a lot of what I said just a year ago when Florida was playing Tampa Bay. If everybody remembers, that second game, I said, I'm taking Florida Panthers on the first period puck line. If they don't show the effort that they need to win the game in the first 20 minutes, they're toast the rest of the way. And that's kind of how I feel around now about Florida. If they don't show the effort to win this game early, and of course it's different because they can still win this game at 60, especially depending on how Carolina and how bad they've been. But knowing that either you can win this game and play this Carolina team that's not in the best of form, and at the same time, you know, you, you set yourself up for an opponent and now you got to see them, you know, before you actually start a series with them. Or you don't show up, you play the beast that's the Boston Bruins, and, you know, it's pretty much going to be curtains from there on out. So I'm taking a shot with Florida. First period puck line, it's as high as plus 180 at FanDuel and a couple other books. Uh, they need to come out guns blazing because, yeah, you you want to avoid Boston and you want to play this weekend's Carolina team. So, you know, it, it's twofold. You're putting yourself in the best possible advantage. Now that you're in the playoffs, you know, try to put yourself in the best situation after making it difficult for yourself for the last four and a half weeks. Uh, they should try and do that, and they need to get off to a hot start. But if they don't, they put, if they're just same old Florida – and Carolina comes out motivated, then, you know, it's, it's the beginning of the end, probably, you know, like I said, one game here and maybe four down the road. Yep. Yeah, no doubt. So, uh, like I say, I think, the, I think Florida's coming to play. It's their home finale. A, that's another reason they're coming to play, but B, I think it's the fact that, you know, they're, they're looking to, um, they're looking to avoid the Boston Bruins here uh, in this uh, first round series. So we'll see if they are able to uh, do that. Uh, by the way, um, I forgot there's a, one play. Uh, this is a night of milestones, and I'm looking at players that have a chance, you know, to get to a tangible milestone number or a, a, an achievement, you know, like a 50 goals, 40 goals, 80 points, 90, 100 points. We're going to get to a couple of players looking for 100 points tonight 
uh, in the NHL, I think are good player prop bets. I missed one on the Ottawa Buffalo game, and that's Timmy Stutzla. And I'm going to do a Timmy Stutzla goal prop. I'm going to do a Timmy Stutzla over one and a half point prop because two points tonight gets him to 40 uh, or 80 points, I should say. No, 90, I should, 90. Two points from Timmy Stutzla get him to 90 points tonight. Uh, he's at 88 right now. Two goals for Timmy Stutzla tonight against Buffalo get him to 40 goals. So I'm going to do a little Tim Stutzla to score a goal, just a tiny little bit on two-plus goals for Tim Stutzla tonight as well uh, against the uh, Buffalo Sabres and also that point prop because, again, he's two goals away from 40 goals. He's two points away from 90 points. Those are milestone numbers. Those are I think there's some incentive inside for any player to get to those kind of plateaus, if you will. You know, we captured lightning in a bottle earlier this week with Jack Hughes, but this maybe be a last goal sprinkle worth. Why not? You know, you're already I'm already taking two plus goals for uh, yeah. Stutzla tonight to get to 40 because he needs two. So uh, why not? Why not sprinkle on the last goal prop too? So have some fun. Like have some fun on a night like this. That's what yeah. these player prop bets are. They're small bets, but man, they're fun. And man, if they hit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you don't have to bet much uh, yeah. to see the profit. Uh, that is uh, for sure. No doubt about that. So uh, definitely Stutzla, uh, which I failed to mention earlier. We got another one of these type of deals tonight in this game, uh, Detroit and Tampa Bay, a uh, Tampa Bay minus 240 uh, home favorites, uh, six and a half being the uh, total in this game. This is another first period, both teams to score for me, uh, Red Wings and Lightning here. I like it quite a bit in this game. It looks like it's going to be Billy Huso, who really hasn't played well. Uh, here the last few games, but he's kind of been abandoned by his hockey team. Like they've been awful defensively these last few games. The, the, the Pittsburgh loss was brutal. The Dallas loss, you know, they got shellacked in that game. Uh, the Carolina game, they lost 4-1. And, uh, you know, they weren't great defensively against in that game either in front of Nadelkovich. So they've really had a tough time. And again, they're kind of going through the motions here, Detroit down the uh, stretch. Uh, but I do think in the first period, though, still, you could see them get on the score sheet. Uh, and, um, you know, I would, I would almost, I really wanted to take a small shot with Detroit here, but we just haven't seen enough out of them, uh, down the stretch. They kind of look like they're ready for the golf course already. I look like they were ready at that Pittsburgh game on the weekend. And since then we just haven't seen a pulse from the uh, Detroit Red Wings. but at the same time, there's no freaking way I'm laying minus two forty with the uh, Tampa Bay lightning with Brian Elliott in net with a team that had their full roster and Vasilevsky in net against a Toronto team resting two of their best players. And they still couldn't beat them. <laughs> the other night, uh, four to three, lo losing to the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs. And so Tampa Bay, we know, uh, you know, there's some uh, questionable, dubious motivation concerns on their side uh, entering this hockey game tonight uh, against the uh, Detroit Red Wings. So, like I say, I like the both teams to score here uh, in the uh, first period, because even with those concerns, I mean, Detroit's just been giving up a lot uh, here down the stretch at the defensive end of the ice. And I think that probably... Uh, carries over here to this game. So you can get plus 155 at BetMGM for both teams to score uh, in the first period. I like over six and a half uh, as well uh, in this game at minus 115. So it's another one of those both teams to score first period over six and a half dual bets for me uh, in this game. And we're also going to rock Braden Point to score a goal tonight again. We talked about this the other night for the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning against Toronto. He didn't get on the score sheet scoreboard that night for the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning, but he needs just one goal to get to 50 uh, on the season and become a 50-goal scorer. So to me, it is an obvious bet here, a uh, Braden point for the Tampa Bay Lightning, anytime a goal scorer. And uh, even here tonight, you talk, Alex has been talking about the uh, last goal kick uh, that he's on right now. You know, if they're up, th you know, three to two in the third period, they pull the uh, goalie 
Detroit does down three, two and uh, Tampa Bay doesn't have a goal yet by at that point in the game from Braden point by that time. And he still needs that one goal to get to 50 and they, they got a chance to give him and feed him an empty net goal. They will. Uh, so definitely the last goal prop plus seven fifty. If you want to sprinkle a couple bucks on that, you can do so, but yeah, plus one Oh six looks to be the uh, best price that I see with uh Braden point. Uh, anytime goal score. So yeah, I like that look a lot here. Braden point to get to 50 goals tonight, plus 106. Uh, Alex, uh, Detroit, Tampa Bay. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to tail that. And like I said, I'm going to split a unit between that anytime goal and last goal at plus 750. I think that's a, those are good looks to have. Like I said, those, those, those are the kind of spots. You, you can't just hit that with everything, right? Like you have to be super selective. And it's, it's got a lineup, like I said, you know, you have to look at the, the pros and cons of it. Like there was the reason for the Hughes play is that, okay, well, the, the, what happened was the con in the sense of he didn't have a good game. He got a chance to score that goal late. The pro was that with the hundred points, you know, I hope that he'd had a good game and that, you know, he just be lucky enough to have the last goal. So you're looking, you're relying way more on luck here than circumstance with point at this price. But like I said, I mean, you know, we're, you're splitting it. I just have unit on it. And if he gets a goal early, you already have that in pocket too. So, uh, you, you got yourself secured out of the way. And this is a game I don't really like from side or total perspective. So it'll be my only play. All right. Braden point, anytime goal score the last goal, probably uh plus 750 shot worth a look. Uh, and like I said, the uh, both teams to score first period over six and a half combo. Uh, definitely looking towards that. Yeah. Perlo. I mean, it's the, it's a disinterested lightning team. Potentially it's Brian Elliott net. That's not a bad consideration with Detroit as well with their team total uh, over two and a half and like you said it's only minus 115 I uh, definitely uh, wouldn't object to that uh, Toronto Maple Leafs New York Rangers we've got the Rangers minus 135 home favorites six and a half being the uh, total uh, here in this game the Rangers nothing at stake they're, they're locked into third they won't have home ice advantage uh, in the first round and now they're just waiting to see if they play New Jersey or Carolina uh, in the uh, first round which will be determined tonight. Um, so not a huge team incentive uh, on the line for the Rangers, other than sending the home fans happy, home happy at Madison Square Garden tonight in their home finale. Here was the quote from Sheldon Keefe the other night after the win against Tampa Bay. It's a beauty of a quote. He says, quote, this was a game where it looked on paper like a meaningless game. Our players didn't allow it to be a meaningless game for them. And the way they played for one another tonight, I – couldn't be more prouder of them that's a gem of a that's a team that is i think i think they're trying to sharpen their game up for the playoffs honestly toronto they have not mailed it in they beat a florida team that needed points that's a great quote it, it looked like a meaningless game on paper but the players didn't allow it to be a meaningless game for them and uh it's talking about the florida game the tampa games that they won back to back so I'd be reluctant about laying the price against Toronto tonight. You know, they, they look like they're trying to sharpen themselves up and, and keep this little late season vibe going into that with that momentum into the Tampa Bay series uh, next week. And plus, look, you look at it, you'd think in most circumstances, you bring up the minor league goalie and maybe you're going to have some trouble. Not Joe Wall. I mean, man, does this kid continue to impress right now for the Toronto Maple Leafs? How many saves did he have against Tampa? Like 45? 46 saves, a very impressive performance. He's getting the start again. They're being very cautious here with uh, Ilya Samsonov. They just don't want to overload him. He's played a lot of hockey. Uh, give him the rest that he needs to be ready for game one uh, against uh, Tampa Bay next week. So it will be Joseph Wall uh, in net. And it looks like for the Leafs tonight, 
you know, they're doing their usual rotation of defensemen sitting because they've got, a, you know, too many of them uh, on their uh, roster. So tonight it's Giordano and it's Gustafson. It looked like we're going to be out for the uh, Leafs on the uh, blue line. But they're still, you know, going forward with Brody, with Hall, McCabe, Lilligren, Riley, and Shen as their uh, six defensemen tonight. And like I say, all the big guns up front are playing. There's not a single player up front other than Sam Lafferty, who's injured, that is out for the Leafs tonight. Everyone's playing. Uh, Michael Bunting, Austin Matthews, Mitch Marner on the top line, Matthew Nyes, who really played, I think, a terrific game against Tampa the other night. I thought that was a great second game in the NHL from him with Ryan O'Reilly and William Nylander uh, on the second line, Kerfoot, Achari, and Callie Yarncrook. Like, everybody's playing. All hands are on deck here. Or it's Tavares, actually, uh, is not playing. I should – yeah, I think you're right. It's JT, uh, Johnny Tavares, that's uh, out for the uh, Leafs tonight. Yeah, yeah, I did uh, see that now. Yeah, John Tavares. So John Tavares is out. And uh, they, he hasn't really gotten much rest during this stretch. So I think he was due to probably have a game where he's out. But, no, other than that, you know, it's still a pretty full lineup here for Toronto. So um, I haven't bet it yet, but I'm definitely leaning Toronto at the plus 115 price uh, in this game. And this is a game where, from a, a player achievement perspective, we have some great prop looks here. We have two players, one on each team, Alex, looking for 40 goals tonight. And they need one goal to get to 40. William Nylander for the Leafs, Mika Zibanejad for the uh, New York Rangers. So give me the goal prop for both of those guys tonight. William Nylander for Toronto, Mika Zibanejad for the uh, Rangers. And what's funny about Mika Zibanejad is, you know what you should bet for him too? Because I was uh, seeing what he was saying about this game in the uh, to the media. He was talking about the fact that I need forty one more goal to get to 40, uh, and I'm going to try to shoot the puck a lot to get to – he said it was quoted as saying that. I'm going to be shooting a lot to try to get to this 40-goal mark tonight. Uh, against the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs. So not only do I like Zibanejad goal score prop, but tack on that shots on goal prop uh, as well. When you hear a player direct statement say, I'm shooting the puck a lot tonight, you know, that's if that's not a uh, flashing green light right in your eyes to say bet over shots on goal, then I don't know what is. Uh, so yeah, over shots on uh, Zibanejad tonight. I see over two and a half at minus 145 at bet MGM. So uh, definitely, uh, like I say, I think it's they're all good looks there. Nylander and Zibanejad to hit 40 goals, and all they need is one here tonight to get there. Uh, Alex, uh, Leafs and Rangers. Yeah, I'll be betting that when we go to commercial. I'm going to probably be looking for four or more shots at a plus price. You can do that with a lot of books. I know Bet Online's one of them. So uh, that, along with the goal scores, that's that's great information and, and well done finding that out. But uh, yeah, that's that's great. You know, except those things matter to, to some players, and, and and we can capitalize on that. Uh, hopefully, that number won't be beaten down too much. I'm surprised it's still two and a half everywhere. Honestly, uh, after after that, so maybe that'll maybe I'll move at some point. So grab it now, sooner than later. But uh, far side goes, yeah, I'd have to look toward Montreal as well. I mean, this is like I said, this team knows what they have to do to finally, you know, accomplish their goals. They can't lay back. You can't. They can't afford the luxury of what Boston. And you know some of these other teams can do and, and rest. You they have to keep pressing right now. They know that it's 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 for their own mental sake. And, and you beat a team like the Rangers, a team that more than likely you, you feel like you'd have to play to get, uh, you know, through into the you know the conference finals and, and a cup final. You know they they're gonna take this thing seriously. I feel like based on that and and to hearing those quotes of affirmation from Keith, uh, I think that's just gonna make the guys feel a lot better. And so like I said, you know, Wall has been tremendous. Uh, he's certainly not a fade, and I actually do trust him more than Yaroslav Halak, who I saw projected for, for the Rangers. Yeah, I, 
a dollar fifteen. I'll, I'll take Toronto as well. So I go Zabanajad goal prop, Zabanajad shots on goal over. Like I said, I'm gonna I'll have that exact number when we come back out of the out of our break. Uh, once I bet that, and then I'll be going Toronto money line plus a dollar fifteen. I forgot to mention this one. Yeah, Mitch Marner over one and a half points plus one eighty for me. That's a must bet. Now you cannot bet a single point prop for Mitch Marner. Every book has him at one and a half but it's a plus 180 price. Take the shot that'll get two points. Take a chance that'll get two points. He needs one point to get to 100 points this season, Mitch Marner. Um, but you can't bet Marner to get a single point, and you wouldn't want to anyway. It would be like yeah. minus 280. Minus I was going to say, it'd be probably three to one. Yeah, okay. yeah, exactly. So take the shot that he gets two points tonight in this game against the Rangers. Uh, plus 180, uh, Mitch Marner over one and a half points. I think that's a, that's a good look. Now, again, he only needs one point to get to that century mark. Uh, 100 points on the season, but uh, might as well just go for the over one and a half points here for uh, Marner uh, tonight for the Leafs. And he is playing. I think, you know, but he, plus he got rested the other night and uh, I figured he wasn't going to get rested two nights in a row. But a big reason, too, he's playing tonight is I think they're trying to get that 100 point uh, season in the books here for uh, Mitch Marner. All right. Next up, we've got the uh, New Jersey Devils and Washington Capitals. Uh, New Jersey minus 175. Uh, road favorites, uh, six and a half being the uh, total uh, here in this game. Uh, as far as this one goes, um, you know, I, I just think New Jersey is obviously still has the division at stake. Now they have clinched home ice. The minimum of getting home ice in the first round, they have clinched that. So the worst they can do is finish second uh, in the uh, Metro division, in which case they'd be facing the Rangers, but they'd have the home ice uh, against the Rangers. But as I mentioned, uh, the Devils can still win the Metro division. Uh, there is a way that can happen for them tonight. If they win them, they can clinch the Metro division. If they beat Washington and if Carolina loses to Florida, if those two things happen, New Jersey beats Washington uh, and Florida beats Carolina, then you're looking at the New Jersey devils uh, as metropolitan division champions. So obviously because the division can still be won, there is a pathway for that to happen. You know, you've got to believe that, um, uh, this is a game where New Jersey shows showing up and, uh, I know it's Washington's home finale. I thought they were actually, I thought the effort was not bad against Boston. You know, they hung around, they hung around, they didn't go away even after every time Boston scored, but I still think New Jersey's just too good for them. You know, I like the way the devils are playing uh, at the moment, uh, going into the uh, playoffs. They played some pretty good hockey. Uh, I think they can go into Washington here, uh, take care of business. So this is going to be the same two bets. I took with the Dallas Stars last night against the uh, St. Louis Blues. We're going to do the split here. We're going to go a little bit, half on New Jersey in regulation at minus 110 and half on New Jersey minus one at uh, minus 115 uh, in this game. So split bet, Devils minus one on the puck line, minus 115, as well as Devils in regulation, uh, minus 110. Alex, uh, Devils Capitals. Yeah, I'm just going uh, Devils in regulation, minus $1.10. Like I said, this is uh, you know, a spot where they got a chance to at least clinch, you know, the, the chance of putting a banner up in that building uh, next year, if nothing else. But, and like I said, put themselves in a good position having home ice. So uh, Washington, yeah, they hung around against uh, Boston. But I just at this point, I think the Devils is going to have a little bit more uh, pep in their step here. Maybe even a lean with the first period puck line, but definitely going to be taking that regulation price line at dollar time. Yeah, and look at it uh, from, from the looks of things now, we uh, – I believe he's a game. He's still a game time decision. There is still that hint that Ovechkin suits up tonight, but he's battling that upper body injury. They haven't been rushing him back. Um, I don't know. I'm not buying it that they're going to put him in there all of a sudden. 
final home game. You've been out for weeks. They've shut down TJ Oshie already. They've shut down, uh, you know, Nick Dowd and Van Reemsdyke and uh, Connor Brown and others. You know, I don't, I don't know if this Washington team would be rushing to put Ovi in there tonight. I'm not expecting him to play, but they, they keep saying game time decision. But yeah, you know, nevertheless, doesn't impact my decision. Kemper and Net, by the way, uh, for a Washington tonight in the finale. Uh, we don't have a confirmation for the Devils here uh, in this uh, game tonight. Uh, it was obviously um, Vitek Vanacek in the game against Buffalo on Tuesday night. I expect it to be Vanacek tonight, but some sites have Blackwood. Uh, projected, which would kind of bother me a little bit. But I, at the same time, after he gave up those two early goals against Boston, he actually played very well Saturday night the rest of the way in that 2-1 loss to the Bruins. 38 saves on 40 shots. It actually was one of his better performances in a while. But nothing regarding Ovechkin, nothing regarding who's in net for New Jersey gets me off the bet. That I just want to point out. Uh, it doesn't impact my decision. I'll still be on the Devils here. I would be really leery of betting in New Jersey uh, anything series-related. Just strictly off the fact that if Vanacek goes down, it's either Blackwood or Schmee. That that they pretty much toast, right? If in the first round, if, if they have to go to those two, so I, that's just something I'm noting now. I'm I'm making a mental note out loud and on tape, basically for something we'll be talking about Saturday. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, some sites again have Blackwood projected, but there are a couple that still have Vanacek uh, projected. So. Uh, we'll see how it uh, plays out. But uh, regardless, like I say, I like the Devils here. Oh, and by the way, uh, in terms of uh, situations tonight, we talked about Jack Hughes the last game for the New Jersey Devils where he needed a point uh, to get to uh, the record, and he did uh, in that game against uh, the Buffalo Sabres with that empty net goal where he got to 97 points, the single-season franchise record uh, in points, 97. He needs three points to get to 100. I wouldn't put it past him. I wouldn't like Washington's been giving up goals lately. We certainly don't trust them defensively. It's not like Kemper's played great here down the stretch. So this is a spot for me where I'm going to get involved with Jack Hughes over one and a half points tonight uh, for the uh, New Jersey Devils uh, in this one. So that's Jack Hughes over one and a half points plus 135. Pretty good price. He needs three to get to 100 points, but all we need is two, obviously, to cash the prop. So over no, la- no last goal this time. <laughs> I'd be tempted. I'd be tempted, especially yeah, because look, this is an opponent he can get three points against. Right. No question about that, and that's all he needs to get to 100 points. So yeah, Jack Hughes. We just want to. Yes. So again, <laughs> right. now we got to be careful when we say Hughes involving New Jersey. Up, uh, Jack Hughes yes. over yes. Uh, one and a half <laughs> points for the uh, New Jersey Devils, as he's three points away from uh, obviously hitting 100 points. All right, uh, we'll take our uh, mid-show uh, commercial break right now. Uh, everybody in the chat, appreciate it. 191 live viewers on YouTube. Hit the like button. We've still got eight games left uh, here on this uh, two Thursday card, uh, but it's a fun card to talk about, unique one. Uh, so we'll be back in just a second with the remainder of Thursday card right after we hear from Gramco. Support for the Ice Gas is brought to you by Gramco. Whether you or your team's game is on the field, screen, racetrack, court, or the ice, Gramco is for the game. Grown by farmers who spent years developing premium hemp genetics, Gramco provides customers with consistent quality Delta 8 THC products ready for any occasion. Gramco currently offers numerous Delta 8 products, including vape cartridges, disposable vapes, pre-rolls, gummies, wake-and-bake coffee, and more. Gramco offers an enjoyable, legal high delivered discreetly and directly to you. Gramco is also available at many American retailers as well. You can get the best Delta 8 cannabis products on the market shipped quickly and discreetly from Gramco. And if you visit 
www.thegramco.com. Use promo code ICEGUYS. You will get 20% off of every order. And any order that's on the site over $50 will be shipped free with standard shipping. So live elevated with Gramco and check out their wonderful Delta 8 products today. All right, we're back. We've lost Alex for a second. Uh, obviously, internet conked out, but we'll get him back momentarily. In the meantime, let's roll along. We've got many more games still to go, including Minnesota and Nashville. Uh, we've got Nashville minus 150 home favorites, uh, five and a half the total here, shaded to the under uh, in this one. Uh, should be interesting to see uh, how this one uh, plays out for Minnesota because of the fact that, you know, from their standpoint, the loss to Winnipeg and things that transpired involving Colorado and Dallas immediately after have put Minnesota in a position where they're locked into third uh, in the central division. They will start the first round uh, on the road for game one next week. So this is essentially a, a, a the quote unquote meaningless game uh, for the uh, Minnesota wild here tonight against uh, Nashville. Uh, but Philip Gustafson is in that very interesting uh, decision here that even in a game where there's nothing tangible for the team to achieve uh, here tonight, that uh, Gustafson will be the uh, starting netminder here for the uh, Wild uh, in this game. Uh, we don't have a goalie projected for Nashville yet, but expect it to be uh, UC Soros. We just haven't had the uh, confirmation of that. Of course, this will be Nashville's first game after playing Calgary, which was the game that officially eliminated them uh, from the uh, Stanley Cup playoffs the other night. Valiant effort from this undermanned Predators team. Definitely have to give them a lot of credit. But where are their heads at? I don't know. Where are Minnesota's heads at? I don't know. But I did bet something in this game, and I think you already know what that is, the draw uh, here with the uh, Wild and the uh, Predators. Now, I could see that with, again, two disinterested, not disinterested, but there's not nothing tangible on the line for either team. These two teams just typically play close games more often than not. Uh, and Nashville, in particular, you know, has played some overtime. The Calgary game went to overtime, of course, uh, over in their last game. We know Minnesota's no stranger to seeing their games go beyond regulation. So, you know, nothing really tangible at stake for the Wild or the Predators tonight. Give me the draw, plus 330. Uh, Alex, what do you think here? Wild Predators. Yeah, the only thing I could play here would be the draw. I mean, I was trying to justify maybe could we see some scoring early and then grab a live under? Because the thing is, you know, Minnesota, they're going to be bubble, they're going to bubble wrap 97. He may not get any ice time in the third period, right? Uh, and a couple other other top stars. They just want to keep everybody healthy and fresh and ready. Uh, I think we could see this thing kind of slow down a bit. I, five and a half is scary for an under, but if there was ever a time to play an under pregame at a five and a half, it might be this game. I can't see where where the goals come from. So uh, it's a lean for the for the total. It's a play on for the draw. And that's about it. Yeah, and uh, this is one of those times where Nashville's going to look at the opposing roster going into one of their games and say, we're actually the healthier team. And they haven't, or the team with the more regulars in our lineup, which they haven't been able to say very often because for Minnesota, Zuccarello is out, Sunquist, Steele, Jared Spurgeon, uh, Kirill Kaprizov, uh, Marcus Johansson, Ryan Hartman, of course. And remember, he's serving a one game suspension. He couldn't play right. if he wanted to anyway. Uh, Joel Erickson Eck with his injury, Jonas Brodeen, you know, rest, Matt Boldy uh, out. I mean, that's, that's like uh, yeah, well. more than the core, more than the nucleus of the team. Uh, right there, sitting out tonight for the Minnesota Wild. So this is the Iowa Wild, essentially. Then, yeah, I definitely would be looking toward that under a bit more. Yeah, yeah, I'd probably be tempted to play Nashville, but at the same time, minus one fifty. Uh, I don't, nah, not at that price. Not after they just got knocked out as well 
uh, from the uh, Stanley Cup playoffs. So, uh, and plus they have their they have another game tomorrow. By the way, Nashville right. they have two home games to finish the season. They're back home tomorrow night against Colorado, uh, facing yeah. the uh, Avalanche. So that this was isn't the, uh, the final home game angle for them right. either. That's tomorrow night. Yeah, that was the water main break game, right? That's right. I think that's yeah. the, the makeup game exactly. Yeah, I think Buffalo Columbus is a makeup game too for mm -hmm. a snowstorm uh, earlier mm -hmm. right. this year. Yeah, yeah. That's what. That's so. the only reason there's games tomorrow night. The season yeah. was supposed to end tonight uh, across the league. Damn yeah. weather taking away an off day from us. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's the only reason they had two games tomorrow night on the uh, schedule. But uh, yeah, the draw to me is just the clear uh, option here in this game. I'm just looking at the player stats. I, from what I re recollect, I don't think there's anything in this game in terms of milestones needing to be achieved. Plus, I, all the players that were looking to get milestones from Minnesota aren't even playing anyway. So, you know, it's uh, not a game that I expect that to be uh, something to look at in terms of players looking for something, some big uh, milestone or big achievement. All right, Blues and Stars. We've got uh, Dallas minus 270, home favorite, six the total. It's back-to-back -back for these two teams, home and home. It was in St. Louis last night. Pretty easy victory for uh, Alex, and I think we were both on the stars there last night against the uh, Blues, and they uh, get the uh, job done. And uh, I know Alex had an in-game, because I just happened to see it on Twitter after the fact, that he had the over in the second period. And I think he just got it in, and you talk about timing, I think he just barely got the thing in, and there was a goal like 20 seconds later, and then the second goal was not too long after that. So talk about timing. It was it was actually seventy seconds between when the bet was confirmed and that goal, like in real time, seventy seconds between that and the goal being scored. And I think wow. it was another two minutes after that when the second one came in. So yeah, it's about as quick and easy as it gets for a live wager. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, that's uh, that's always fun when you see that, uh, and it's that e quick, that easy, and you just time it perfectly. Uh, there's no better situation, obviously, in uh, live betting than when you just know you've hit it perfectly. Uh, as far as uh, you know, as far as um, the um, the timing of your live bet goes. Did I mention I was in a bar and I was doing that on my phone as well? <laughs> and you somehow pulled it off. Yeah, yeah. 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 So, exactly. Yeah. Uh, in terms of milestones, Joe Pavelski needs two goals to get to 30 in this game. tonight. I told you yesterday, you bet that friggin' guy to score. And it was plus 220 last night. He is on fire. He is on absolute heater right now for the uh, Dallas Stars. So I like Dallas again here, but you're not getting the value you did in St. Louis. Uh, and it's Bennington, by the way, in net tonight for the uh, Blues uh, in goal. It'll be Ottinger for Dallas after we saw Wedgwood uh, get the uh, start last night for the uh, Dallas Stars. But I still would, I, I, it certainly would be Dallas or nothing for me uh, in this game. I'm just looking at the prices, like the regula the regulation in Dallas is just not a, a good enough price for me at minus 153. Uh, the minus one isn't even that great. So you'd probably have to go puck line or nothing with Dallas. But uh, the team total, I could see uh, going over that number. Uh, but even the team totals minus 150. I might put a couple bucks on that. I just don't love the price as much as uh, I would have liked with the uh, Stars team total. But it's actually it's minus 142 at Pinnacle, which is a little bit more digestible. So the Stars, if you like that team total over three and a half, it's at minus 142. Yes, the Cuban Wayne Gretzky, I, I contemplated that. That Jason Robertson is at 46 goals. He needs four to get to 50. But how plausible is it that he scores four goals in one game? I mean, do you want to sprinkle on a hat trick? You know, if you again, this is a night to have some fun with these props and these players looking for a, a you know a big achievement type of number. And Jason Robertson's got the obviously the capability against a team like this to explode uh, offensively and get to 50. But 
at the end of the day, while the Blues do have defensive issues, you know, you do need four goals, and that's that's not easy to achieve that. But if you want to maybe at least sprinkle on the uh, hat-trick prop for uh, Jason Robertson, that's not the worst consideration. But I, I like Pavelski to not only score, but I'm going to sprinkle on Pavelski to get two goals tonight for the uh, Dallas Stars to try to get to that 30-goal mark, uh, which I think he's had 30 goals in his career so many times that adding another notch on the belt, so to speak, another season where this great veteran player, Joe Pavelski, hits 30 goals in a season, I think there's that's something he'd be he'd be interested in getting that as far as I'm concerned. I think that's something he'd want, you know, getting to that 30-goal uh, mark here for the uh, Dallas Stars uh, moving forward and into uh, tonight. So, uh, yeah, definitely when I look at it, Joe Pavelski, he's got 28. He needs two for 30. I'm going to come right back to the Pavelski anytime goal score prop tonight, as well as a sprinkle on him to get two goals uh, in this game tonight as well for the uh, Dallas uh, Stars. Again, the goal prop on its own is plus 195, the best price for Pavelski to get a goal. And the two goals prop is around plus 800, 850. So again, uh, pretty good prices there uh, for those two. And at the Stars team total, I will bet that as well, over three and a half. Uh, Alex, St. Louis, Dallas. I bet this first period over uh, one and a half. I laid a dollar thirty. I like it all the way up to a dollar forty. And it, it made me think of uh, this is an interesting thing. We didn't talk about it with the goalie props for saves over. Would that be a good look for a, pretty much most of the goaltenders tonight? I can't imagine anybody getting pulled, right? Especially if you're looking at teams like, let's say, Minnesota with Gustafson. And maybe that would be the time that they maybe split and go half and half or do something kind of crazy. But you want to look for guys that, you know, who, unless they get hurt, probably wouldn't be coming out of the game. Like we were talking about Craig Anderson. If this is his last game, we'd probably go his over saves props just because even if he were to get, you know, lit up, he still would probably stay in the game. Uh, so is that some kind of angle to maybe look at with some, some of those, some of these goaltenders potentially? Yeah, definitely. It's something to monitor. Uh, and it's why save props, you're right. Be a little careful with them tonight. Be a little bit careful because there's going to be some teams totally disinterested. If they're totally disinterested, you know, the opposing goalie is not going to get over saves. It's just not going to happen. Yeah. You know, this might be a night to actually experiment with maybe a couple under saves props. Yeah. And you know, if you really think it's going to be a light night for somebody. Yeah. And, and that's the thing. And that's why it's funny as I'm, I'm saying this and thinking out loud. I'm thinking now with the Gustafson because I know somebody in the chat mentioned why is Gustafson starting for the while. I don't quite get that either. And I really hope that doesn't mean that they're going to try to start Flurry in game one. So maybe they go half and half there. Give Gustafson some minutes, and then you get let Flurry finish out the game. Uh, you know, maybe if you, or if you start seeing where the game gets a little physical, maybe you start seeing some goalies get pulled out. So maybe it's probably, now that we're, we're talking about it, it might be a game to stay away from goalie props altogether yeah. because we don't know where we can see it. And, and obviously with those teams that are qualifying, they don't want to get anybody hurt. Maybe they pull, especially you, know, you think about, like, you know, Shesterkin, the reason why he's not even starting in New York, uh, they're going to want to try to keep Hawak in as long as they can. But some of these other teams that are risking it starting goalies, they might try to pull them out or, or already have that rotation set up, kind of like what we see in preseason. Yeah, uh, definitely. Uh, that that might be a, something to consider, too. With uh, Maybe Gustafson give him half the game. Who knows? Uh, maybe yeah. you're right. Just give him half the Makes game. Makes sense. See that. Uh, maybe that's just to keep him fresh. You're right. Just get him in there so he's not going from Thursday until – you know, next Monday or, or Tuesday. Tuesday. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So that could be the uh, thought process, not to give them the whole game. So all the more reason, be, be careful with the save props, maybe in some of these uh, situations tonight. Uh, there is something I wanted to say, too, about this. Uh, oh, yeah, the situate the, the permutations here for involving Dallas and the division with uh, Colorado. So the way it works is that uh, uh, Dallas will clinch the central division if they beat St. Louis, 
tonight in any way. And Colorado loses to the Jets in any way. So basically, if they get a win and Colorado loses to Winnipeg tonight, Dallas is your central division champion. Uh, but again, that's what they need tonight. Now, if both teams uh, end up winning, let's say Dallas wins and Colorado wins tonight, then um, the battle for the central division goes to tomorrow. And the final day of the regular season tomorrow is when it'll be decided in that final game with Colorado and Nashville uh, tomorrow night. So this may not be determined tonight, your central champ. We might still uh, need Friday's game between Colorado and Nashville to, to, to determine things. All right, next up. So, oh, go ahead. That brings up an interesting thing. Should we bet? If you think Colorado will need the game tomorrow, shouldn't you bet them now? Yes. If possible, because yes. that number is going to probably go up to like minus 500 in the morning if they need that game. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. There's no question about that because there's no, that, that is the scenario where that game does mean a lot for Colorado. They, they need, they need the win tomorrow to win that division, or at least a point it will be if both Dallas and uh, Colorado uh, win tonight. Cause uh, as of right now, uh, actually, you know what? Colorado will need to win because uh, if they both win tonight, Dallas is still going to end up being a point ahead of Colorado. So they need the two points. So that is 100% true that if you think Dallas beats St. Louis and if you think Colorado beats Winnipeg, and we'll get to that, I'd be shocked if Winnipeg, based on the roster they're putting out there tonight, uh, is going to beat Colorado. If you think the Stars and the Avs both win tonight, which I think is going to happen, bet Colorado tomorrow night against Nashville right now. Don't wait because you're right. Everyone will see that uh, and the price is going to end up going up uh, on that game. Uh, absolutely great piece of advice right there. All right, Philadelphia and Chicago. We've got Philadelphia minus 120 uh, road favorites, uh, six the uh, total uh, in this one here tonight. With the uh, And obviously the headline is Jonathan Taves. We say goodbye to him as a member of the Chicago Blackhawks. Um, the best captain in Chicago Blackhawks history, Alex? I yes. Got to say yes, right? Yes, absolutely. No doubt, but based on the team achievement, individual achievement, everything that that they accomplished as a franchise on his watch, we're in the sea. There can't be a debate that he is the uh, greatest uh, captain in uh, Chicago Blackhawks history. So I'm sure it'll be an emotional night uh, at the Madhouse on Madison tonight. Uh, the, the place will be buzzing. Um, this to me, it's Chicago or nothing. If you're going to bet this game, because look, I mean, you, you should say in theory they shouldn't win. Because of Bedard and you know enhancing your your odds and you know and I think to be honest they've lost the battle to be the dead last team anyway that's going to Columbus now as far as I'm concerned so you might as well go out there put on a hell of a show and a hell of a game and the uh, goodbye and the uh, bon, bon voyage and the farewell to Jonathan Taves and, and play one hell of a game so I am sprinkling on Chicago here even money uh, plus a hundred in this finale against the uh, Flyers normally you would think you know we just uh, technically ended a team's playoff hopes and ended the team's season with that win against Pittsburgh and maybe a flat spot, but no home finale, Jonathan Taves final game. I can't imagine Chicago just mailing it in tonight. Uh, if they do shame on them. No, I think you get an effort here from this group tonight. Philly, on the other hand, you know, uh, obviously uh, they took care of Columbus in their home finale, albeit it was much more difficult than I thought it might be uh, for them. They needed overtime to get past the jackets in that game, but uh yeah, this is Chicago spot all the way. Uh, I'll, I'll take the bait. Uh, Chicago here plus 100. Alex, uh, Flyers and Blackhawks. Yeah, I'm on Hawks uh, plus 100. I also have Jonathan Taves to get an assist at uh, plus 170. I mean, you know, he's had a wonderful career, and that's really what he's been known for. He was always the guy to facilitate. You know, you see the highlight 
Uh, I know I retweeted it and it's been posted time and time again. He had that cross ice pass uh, to Patrick Kane in double overtime, uh, 2013, uh, game five of the Western Conference Finals, send them to the Cup Final, of course, and just so many different you know moments that he's been a part of. But he's always been the facilitator. That's why he was a great captain. He just led on the ice. Uh, you know, and always made everybody else around him a better player. As great as he was, he elevated everybody else's game, whether he, they were on the same line or in that same locker room. It's going to be emotional. And what better way to, to, to wrap it up at home against the team you won the first cup against, the Philadelphia Flyers. I think it's going to be uh, a, a great night. Uh, hopefully that place will be packed. I know it hasn't been 22,000 plus in quite a while, but uh, if, you, if you're in Chicago, you're a Hawks fan, get your ass to 1901 West Madison tonight, 730. And uh, see greatness for the last time. But like I said, the best captain in Hawks history saying farewell. So Hawks should win this. Yeah. And of course, Patrick Kane will always be remembered for the Hawks for the incredible offensive ability. You know, Taves was not at that level uh, for Chicago offensively, but it's what he did game in and game out for this team. He was good enough offensively, especially in his younger days. He'd score goals. He'd be great with his vision and setting up his teammates. And he'd do all the little things. Win big face-offs. Yes. Play in every situation. Five-on-five. Five, power play. Penalty kill. The ultimate leader. The ultimate fierce competitor. Throw down and drop the gloves when someone takes mm -hmm. liberties with a teammate. Wouldn't hesitate. Yeah. Lickety split. I'm coming after you. You're not getting away with that shit on my watch with this team. Everything. All the elements of what makes you captain material, Jonathan Taves brought it for the Chicago Blackhawks. No question. I, I would say he's he's in the top ten list of best captains of all time. He's he's there with Messier and Eiserman, some of the greats. He he's, I mean, right off the gate. Keep in mind, he was the third youngest captain in NHL history. He's the youngest, the youngest captain in Hawks history. They threw him right into that spot, and he led. You think about those old that the first two years, the guys that he played with. I mean, you know, these were. You know, tough-nosed '90s veterans who were, you know, way past their prime, but he put that team together and, and and made something out of nothing, and that's why they were able to go on and win a cup just a, a couple of short years later. I mean, it, it's just incredible. And like you mentioned, you know, yeah, it's the little things that don't always show up on the on the the score sheet that he did well, or, or the things that are in back of the score sheet, like face-offs and killing penalties, and you know, he just he brought a, a lot to that team in all different angles. Yeah, he wasn't the the flashy, you know score that was Patrick Kane's job and that's the thing he understood his role and he understood how to help the others uh in their roles as well so it's just a fantastic hockey player he will certainly be missed uh, in all uniform he will a great career uh like I said the ultimate competitor leader I mean he there would be nights that Chicago and especially in their comeback victories and, and I've seen this because I've heard the quotes I've seen interviews I've seen some documentaries on and piece pieces that the various networks have done on Jonathan Taves. every night the Chicago Blackhawks had nothing in the tank they were terrible they were playing awful and there's Jonathan Taves in the dressing room rallying the troops fucking dragging his team into the fight uh, essentially and in a lot of those games they would respond and they'd come back and win especially during those glory years and Jonathan Taves just you know refused to lose mentality you know it was a big part of that. Uh, for the uh, Blackhawks. So, yeah, incredible uh, career, and it should be an emotional cauldron tonight there yeah. uh, in uh, Chicago as they say goodbye to Mr. Taves. Captain Sirius for one final time. Uh, San Jose and Edmonton. We've got uh, Edmonton minus 550 
uh, here in some spots, anywhere from minus 500 to minus 550 here, home favorites, uh, seven the total. You know, the way these kind of games have gone lately for these north of minus 500 favorites, maybe you take San Jose and hope for the best. <laughs> I mean, when we saw what happened the other night with uh, the Pittsburgh Penguins in this kind of price range with their season on the line uh, against the Chicago Blackhawks. But, uh, uh, well, first of all, I don't want any part of Edmonton in this price, obviously. But uh, at the same time, I also don't want to, like, it's a totally different situation. Pittsburgh's been playing mediocre fucking hockey all season, which is why they're out of the playoffs. You can't say anything like that about Edmonton right now. You talk about firing on all cylinders going into that first round. My goodness, what a run this has been for the Oilers. Both ends of the ice. That's what's impressive, Alex. We know they can score. They've always been able to score. What they are doing as a team defensively at that end of the ice, that's what's impressing me. What they're getting from Stuart Skinner in net, that's what's impressing me about Edmonton right now. Uh, they have finally found that playoff gear, that way to win playoff games, the uh, comfort in winning a low-scoring game, like they once again did against Colorado the other night. This is a dangerous friggin' team. I'm a full. I'm on board now. They, they've convinced me. They've hooked me, the Edmonton Oilers. They can win the West and maybe win the whole damn thing, you know, with the way they're playing right now, uh, both ends of the ice. Uh, what will they get tonight? I mean, they've been great. I mean, I don't know if this is a mail-it-in spot. You know, it's the final game. It is your final home game, too, in front of the Rogers uh, place faithful uh, in Edmonton. It's a San Jose team that's been awful uh, here down the stretch. Again, not really a lot of pushback. They got the first goal against Calgary last night. Uh, plus, it's a back-to-back -back as well for them on the road. Uh, and now you see them uh, having to play a surging Edmonton team. James Reimer uh, is expected to be a net, by the way, for the uh, Sharks tonight, as you'd expect with this being the back-to-back -back after it was uh, Kockinen. Uh, last night for the uh, Sharks. And it is Stuart Skinner. There's no rest for us, Skinner. They're going to give him the start here tonight. I think they figure, you know what, you got till Tuesday, probably when the first round starts. Because I think the Edmonton series is starting on Tuesday. I think uh, so too, so, yeah. Yeah, you might as well just hey, play this final game, and that way you won't have too much rest uh, going into that uh, first round series. So, you know, it'll be interesting to see how this goes. This is more of a game where I'm looking at props than anything else. I mean, even the over, I'm not really that uh, the San Jose Edmonton series has really been high scoring. So I, I think if I see a six and a half, I might look at the over, but not until I see a live six and a half uh, in this one. But as far as and, uh, the first period, both teams to score just because of the nature of the game might be worth a look. Maybe Edmonton's just a little after the win against Colorado sleepy early on. So the first period, both teams to score. I don't mind in this game, but this mostly props for me. And we've got another uh, situation here, or a couple. I think Emily in our chat hinted at it as far as Evan Bouchard is concerned, uh, and she uh, made the point. He needs one point for like a 200000 incentive in his contract and two points for 400000 you know, bonuses uh, in his contract, player incentives. So that means if – and look, I've, I've been singing the praises of Evan Bouchard props for the Edmonton Oilers since Tyson Berry got traded because he's taken over the uh, – quarterback power uh, power play quarterback since uh, as the main blue liner on the power play since uh, uh Barry got uh, traded away and so Evan Bouchard to get a point tonight on its own uh is a uh, minus 108 so just to get one point it's minus 108 at FanDuel it's a it's a hell of a bet uh you certainly got a motivated guy you know to not only get one point for the 200k uh incentive but two points for the 400,000 bonus you know, that would come his way. So yeah, uh, Evan Bouchard to get a point at minus one Oh eight. is a great bet. And the other one, Alex, that I'm going to mention is, you know, the greatest player in the world right now, uh, Connor McDavid, who can get to 65 goals uh, with, uh, with one more tonight, which would tie 
the most goals scored in a single season in the NHL since the turn of the century. And that was Ovechkin in 2007, 2008, who had 65 goals. McDavid can get to 65 with one goal tonight. And I'm not only going to take him to score one goal, I'm going for the two plus goals to break Ovechkin's record from that 2007, 2008 season. Ovechkin had 65 goals in 2007, 2008. McDavid needs two tonight to get to 66 and break that record. And I'm going for the damn gusto here. Give me Connor McDavid, goal prop on its own, minus 145. But I'll go with the two plus goals at a really nice plus price as well. And I might even do the old hat trick sprinkle in the final home game as well for uh, number 97, uh, Connor McDavid tonight. Uh, Alex, uh, Sharks and Oilers. Yeah, I mean, Evan Bouchard, if I'm him, I'm beating Jay Woodcroft to, to the rink and I'm waiting in his office asking him for, for McDavid minutes to try to get that $400,000. That's a hell of an incentive. So, uh, you know, good luck to him. Hope he, hope he catches that. But, uh, I, you know, this is a game, I mean, it, you know, Oilers should put the screws to San Jose. But like I said, it's just, you know, how do they come out? Could they be flat? You know, maybe San Jose, you know, gets geared up for whatever reason early and, and, and kind of takes things out of order. So it, this one's a single Terry. Can't bet it. Can't watch it. Can't do it. There you go. A Singletary uh, special here <laughs> for uh, Alex B. Smith. We'll have to do that. Yeah, can't watch this game. Can't bet this game. Can't do it. <laughs> and that's the way he said it. That's exactly the, way, the tone of his voice. Is that, can't do it. <laughs> yeah, one of the classic uh, press conferences when he was the uh, San Francisco 49ers head coach. It seems like eons ago, and it really was, yeah, it it was a long time ago now <laughs> that he had that uh, little stint there as the uh, head coach of the uh, San Francisco uh, 49ers. So, again, I'll look for a live over, a little sprinkle on the both teams to score in the first period at a plus price. And more than anything, I like Bouchard to get a point, McDavid to score one goal, two goals, and a little hat trick prop uh, on uh, McDavid as well. Because, again, he needs two to break Ovechkin's. A uh, goal uh, uh, record for most goals since 2000 in a single season. That yeah. poses an interesting dilemma for the last goal, right? What if McDavid gets two, has two goals, but now Bouchard's already got a point and needs a second one? So does it go Bouchard pass to McDavid? McDavid scores. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you might just see that. Yeah, uh, there's no question. And again, from a team standpoint, team accolades. Edmonton is two points behind Vegas, but you know they're still going to play with the outside hope they could steal the division uh, from the uh, Vegas gold. And I probably not going to happen, but you know, they can at least And plus, you know, they are, well, they've already clinched home ice, uh, but still there's that outside chance about with the uh, division. Let me see the exact scenario. Yeah. The Oilers would clinch the Pacific division if they win and the Knights have to lose and lose in regulation. So if, if the, if the Knights get a point tonight against Seattle, they're Pacific division champions. So there you go. They need not only a win against San Jose, but they need a regulation loss for the Vegas Golden Knights against the uh, Seattle Kraken. That's going to be the tricky part, you know, getting the second part of that to uh, take place. All right, next up, we've got the Winnipeg Jets and Colorado Avalanche. Colorado minus 280, home favorite, six the total in this game. This opened minus 170. It's now minus 280, and I'm even seeing minus 300 in some spots. And you look at what Winnipeg's doing, uh, they're taking a powder after clinching the uh, playoff spot. Uh, last uh, night actually it's it's not everybody that's out totally but it's a, it's a lot you know of their best players that are going to be sat down tonight for this uh, Winnipeg uh, Jets team plus obviously Connor Hellebuck not in net it'll be big Civ Dave uh, David Riddick uh, getting the uh, start as well for the uh, Winnipeg Jets but you look at the uh, situation tonight no Blake Wheeler no Mark Shifley no Sam Gagne no Pierre-Luc Dubois no Nikolai Ehlers they are all out tonight for the uh, Jets. I'm actually surprised Kyle Connor 
uh, is, is still playing for the Jets. But uh, he is the one regular that's in. Nita Riders playing. Uh, Nemesnikov. Nemesnikov prop. He's centering the top line tonight. I think if, if you're going to look at anyone on Winnipeg in terms of certainly from a value standpoint, Vladislav Nemesnikov is going to center the top line with Kyle Connor uh, tonight and uh, Nino Niederreiter. So maybe some value in his props tonight. Baron Lowry and Appleton on the second line. Carson Kuhlman, Kevin Stanland, Saku Manalainen uh, on the uh, third line. Dominic Toninato, David Gustafson, Al- Axel Janssen Fialbi on the uh, fourth line. So that is the uh, Winnipeg uh, forward uh, lineup tonight. Uh, Brendan Dillon, Dylan DeMello, Dylan Sandberg, Neil Pionk, Logan Stanley, Kyle. Uh, I've got that capo, capo Bianco uh, on the uh, blue line here for the uh, Winnipeg Jets. And Josh Morrissey is out as well on the uh, blue line for the uh, Jets tonight. And Nate Schmidt, injury related, but he's out as well. So, yeah, it's a very uh, makeshift roster tonight for the uh, Jets. It should be a layup for Colorado, especially with Riddick and Nett. I'm just going to keep it simple here. Colorado team total over three and a half. I mean, just I don't want the money line, the regulation line, the, the value's gone uh, pretty much with that. But surprisingly, there's still plenty of value in the abs team total uh, in this game, which I think is the absolute best way to approach it now with this uh, money line price skyrocketing up to minus 280 uh, like it has. So, yeah, I would definitely get involved with the uh, team total here on Colorado over three and a half minus 125 at Pinnacle. Great price. Really great price. I mean, and uh, because again, Winnipeg, they're just uh, getting ready for the playoffs. They've accomplished what they needed, clinching the spot uh, in the final playoff spot. They know they're the second wild card team, can't move up. So, yeah, and Colorado obviously still playing to try to win a division tonight. So, Avalanche team total over three and a half. And we do have another milestone situation here and another potential achievement game here on the uh, Colorado side. And it is uh, the great Nova Scotian, uh, Nathan McKinnon. 39 goals entering tonight, 107 points entering tonight. Uh, I don't know. One tends that number that I don't know if there's a great burning desire for any player to get to 110 points. So I wouldn't go crazy about the point prop, but certainly I think he wants 40 goals and he only needs one more goal, Nathan McKinnon, to achieve that. So just a nice straightforward. He needs one goal to get to 40. A damn good chance he gets it tonight. Nathan McKinnon, uh, anytime goal prop tonight in this game. Not a great price, minus 115, but still, uh, I think it's a rock-solid bet. Needs one to get to 40 goals, Nathan McKinnon. Uh, what do you think here, Alex? Jets have. Yeah, one of the first two bets I made this morning was uh, Avalanche on the first period puck line. I got a uh, lay and a half a goal at plus 110. If you could find plus money, I'd still play it. Don't lay it a price. Uh, if, if you can't get the plus money, I'd just pass this game altogether, but. Colorado should win this easily with that kind of uh, mismatch Manitoba Moose lineup that the, they're running. So uh, I think they have at least get out of that first period with a lead. I don't even care if they, you know, find a way to blow it or whatever. Uh, like I said, even with the team total, they should be able to catch that. And if something goofy happens, you know, they lose, they still at least kind of catch those. And so stay away from sides, just kind of stay more goal adjacent with Colorado essentially. Yeah, sticking more toward that first period. That, that, that is a good look, too, uh, which uh, I actually put might put a couple of bucks on it. What's the price on that? It's still actually not a bad price. Plus 130 for oh, Colorado first oh, period buck line at Pinnacle. So, uh, yeah, good price there still. I'll probably put a little on that. A little split there. Uh, first period puck line in that team total uh, over three and a half, which is minus 125 at uh, Pinnacle. All right, LA Kings, Anaheim Ducks, uh, LA minus 260 road favorite, six and a half being the uh, total. Uh, here in this game. As far as the LA Kings uh, are concerned, uh, their uh, situation is uh, pretty much set in stone. 
uh, right now. You look at the standings, they're third in the Pacific Division. Uh, but there's that outside chance, I guess, Seattle could take the a third in the Pacific from them. I don't think it's going to happen because I don't think Vegas is losing tonight, but that that could be something that does occur. But I, like I say, I think if you're L.A., more than anything, you want to, I think, start to build some momentum again uh, going into the playoffs because you lost a few games in a row there against some pretty good teams. You finally got off the schneid and you beat Vancouver uh, the other night. Uh, I think you want to come in here and you want to finish the season on a winning note. Uh, and I think the Kings have a pretty good chance of uh, doing that here, obviously, against the uh, struggling uh, Anaheim Ducks. As far as the uh, Ducks are concerned, uh, obviously, we know that this team has been just uh, absolutely dreadful. You know, at the defensive end of the ice, not that it's a shock to anybody at this point, but they've obviously had all kinds of uh, problems keeping the puck out of their net uh, all season long. I don't know if things are going to change necessarily. Jonas Corposalo has been confirmed in net for the uh, LA Kings tonight in this game. Uh, we don't have a, a goalie confirmed as of yet here for the uh, Anaheim Ducks. Uh, John Gibson right now is projected on multiple sites, but again, we have not, we're not so sure about that 100%. They've been cautious with the uh, you know, playing Gibson every game uh, here uh, down the stretch, but it is for Anaheim final games. So uh, I would, I think we'll see Gibson one last time tonight, even though Dostal uh, has been getting his share of uh, starts lately for the uh, Anaheim Ducks. So uh, we'll see how this one goes, but I think LA, there's some, some incentive on them uh, to, uh, you know, get this final win and have some momentum again on their side uh, going into the uh, playoffs. So this is one where I might take a little shot here on that first period puck line, minus a half, plus 130 at Caesars, plus 125 at some other books. I don't mind that look. It's probably the only consideration I'd make on this game. Uh, Alex, uh, Kings and Ducks. I got to make a note of what's in the chat here, uh, saying that BetUS has Mika's advantage at, and, and Will and Nylander to both have over three and a half shots at plus 470. If you have a BetUS account, by all means, fire away on that. That is, wow. that is wild. Yeah. And like, their, their shot props are well. Nylanders is always three and a half. Zabanajads is two and a half. But both of them to get three and a half at over three and a half at that price. Yeah, that's a good price. That's, that's a really that's good a, price. That's yeah. a wonderful. And this is the night where those you know created props and, and and some of those things that the books offer you. They're your friend tonight. You you wouldn't want to be doing those every day during the season. But I'm seeing like you know uh, odds boost on Jonathan Taves. FanDuel, you can manipulate it to get Zabanajad and Nylander over three and a half shots. So right. even though they don't offer a specific like prop promoted right on the screen on the sports book, you can make it go into the shot prop category for each game you can manipulate it to get both mika and william nylander over three and a half shots at you know a, a yeah. nice price yeah if this is a player prop uh game you know or, or day for you this, you're probably going to need about a good hour hour and a half to put everything in it and bet the bet tonight with some of these things but like you said but it's, it's worth it and especially when you talk about you know maximizing your profits of course so uh it, it's time well spent when these things cash but as far as this king ducks game i'm just going to go over six and a half Minus a dollar ten. It's the last time we get the betting over with John Gibson this year. Uh, like I said, Kings need to win. You know, try to get some practice in, basically get ready for the playoffs. So I, I think we'll see goals here. Like over six. All right, over six and a half, and that's a great segue to uh, the next game because this game next that we're talking about is the one that I do like the over in. Uh, it's Vancouver, and it's over and it's six and a half as well. Vancouver and Arizona. We've got uh, Vancouver minus one fifty. Uh, road favorites in this game, the total six and a half pretty much across the board. Uh, this is the Eddie Lack Cup. Of course, he'll be joining us on uh, Saturday. Uh, I said they should make a trophy and give it to the winner of this game tonight and have a like a, a 
a figurine or an image of Eddie Lack as a trophy and just wheel it around after the game. There you go. It's basically the team that Eddie Lack played most of his NHL career with, Vancouver, against the team from the city where he's basically, you know, calling his new home now. Uh, so there you go. It's And he'll be there, actually, in attendance for this uh, Canucks-Coyotes game tonight at the Mullet Arena. Uh, yeah, I like over six and a half. There's nothing really more to say other than that. I think you're going to see a pretty loose atmosphere, two teams finishing out the string, and I think you're going to see it play out that way uh, as far as this game. Kuzmenko, yep, you're already hitting on what I was going to get to. Absolutely, Cuban Wayne Gretzky in our chat. Andre Kuzmenko to get a goal. He needs one to get to 40 goals. It's absolutely the right bet here. Uh, he's going to want that mark, for especially in his first year, his rookie year, to say, I got 40 goals in my first year in the NHL. Yeah, there's no doubt incentive for him to score 40, and it's plus 170. Still a pretty good price just for him to get one goal tonight uh, at FanDuel. So, yeah, Andre Kuzmenko, absolutely for Vancouver. Anytime goal prop, plus 170. He needs one to get to 40 goals tonight uh, in this uh, game. Uh, and I'm just trying to see here um, anything else in terms of um, – oh, by the way, I forgot to mention Kempe. For, in the last game for the LA Kings, Adrian Kempe. Um, I knew there was one I was missing in that game from a from an achievement standpoint as far as the props. Adrian Kempe, he needs two goals to get to 40. He's at 38 for the LA Kings entering this finale against Anaheim, and nobody yields goals, hemorrhages goals like the Anaheim Ducks. So Adrian Kempe to score a goal, and even the two-plus goals for Kempe uh, in that game against the Ducks tonight. I like it uh, quite a bit. He needs two goals. He's at 38. Uh, he needs two more to get to 40 goals. So I, I'm on that in that game. Uh, Kuzmenko to score a goal tonight for Vancouver, plus 170. Uh, again, that's a really great price on that. And I'm also on over uh, six and a half here with the uh, Canucks and the Coyotes. Maybe a draw sprinkle too, because it's it feels like it could be one of those games. What do you think here, Alex? Vancouver, Arizona. Well, I hope you and Eddie Lack enjoy watching this game because I won't be able to pass. <laughs> I don't know. I won't be watching much of it anyway. He will. Not me. I won't be watching much of it. That that this time of night, I'll be watching. Uh, I'll be watching a little LA uh, and Vegas, Seattle mostly because there's still yes. some division to win for the uh, Vegas Golden Knights. So that matters too. Oh, Clayton Keller too. Yes, thank you, thank you, thank you. I had that written down, Rich H. I had that written down. Clayton Keller looking to make Arizona Coyotes history. Eighty-five points for him. He needs two points to break. Big Walt's single-season record. Of course, Big Walt is Keith Kachuk. That was his nickname uh, when he played. Uh, two more points to break Keith Kachuk's single-season franchise record of 86, uh, which he set back in, I think, the inaugural season when they moved from Winnipeg, the original Winnipeg Jets, to the yeah. Phoenix Coyotes, 96-97. Keith Kachuk had 86 points for the uh, Phoenix Coyotes at the time. Clayton Keller's got 85, and he needs two points to get to 87 tonight and break that record being held by Keith Kachuk. Uh, so yeah, give me Clayton. Ke Where's Clayton Keller's point prop again? It's going to be over one and a half because he needs two points and over one and a half is plus one sixty eight at FanDuel. Sign me up, Clayton That's Keller. Yep. I'm stunned. You know, I was stunned the other so day. You, you will watch that game a little bit if you bet that. Yeah. I might, might track it. Yeah, but the thing is, I'm stunned that eighty seven points is the record for that franchise. Yeah. That that's amazing. Like I was done the other day with Hughes. Like said, you know, he needed four for a hundred. That I'm like, no one for New Jersey in all those years have never gotten. You know, I've never been a hundred point season. You know, for a player, I just I find that fascinating with some of these teams. Like a lot of scores throughout the. And that's, are you talking about? That's just straight Arizona history, right? That's not counting franchise history. Yeah. Oh, that's 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 counting the old. Uh, 
that's not counting the old Winnipeg Jets. That's a really good question because all I'm seeing in the in the print here is franchise record. Single yeah, it had, it had to be because because what that would mean Solani with his 76 yeah, goals had yeah, to have way more just than the Coyotes. That. So it's got to be Coyotes from the time yeah. they moved from Winnipeg at the original yeah. Jets. You're right, Solani had more than that. They were because yeah, yeah, they were one of the franchises. And keep that in mind. Some some things like Dallas and Minnesota, like the Minnesota North Stars, going to the Dallas Stars. But I think Arizona, because of the new Winnipeg Jets, they're actually they were actually able to to separate their franchise record so just a fun fact yeah yeah it's got it's got to be a, a phoenix slash arizona coyotes franchise record that clayton keller uh, is after here tonight for the uh for the uh arizona coyotes because i'm seeing it right now yeah i knew it 90 like i knew Tim was salani had a 100 point season i remember it yeah he had 132 points with the winnipeg jets in 92 93 yeah, yeah. Yeah, so this is a this is a Phoenix slash Arizona Coyotes reincarnation of this uh, record, uh, which Keith Kachuk has, and that was the first season I think they were in Phoenix ninety six ninety seven. So uh, again, Clayton Keller is at eighty five. Kachuk had eighty six points that season, so he needs two to beat that record and get to eighty seven. So Clayton Keller over one and a half points. Sign me up. I mean, th- isn't this great? Isn't this cool? You may be able to track yeah. all these. Milestone. I have a high. I'm not at a high level of expectation because you never know. Uh, you miss the net. You hit the post. The goalie's, you know, playing well against you that night. It's not like a given. Some of these guys, but in theory, logically, these are good bets because you know yeah. you're going to get incentive from all of these players to get to 40 goals, 50 goals, get point records, break franchise records, break team records. You know, get to these individual milestones. Yeah. Kuzmenko to get 40. It's on down the list. There's tons of these spots tonight. And Ever Bouchard actually getting money. I think that might yeah. be the most incentive of all. So. Yeah, exactly. Evan Bouchard, no doubt. That one uh, definitely for the financial incentives. Uh, definitely you would think he's going to be chomping at the bit to make an impact. All right, we've hit the final game of this massive slate. Vegas Golden Knights, Seattle Kraken. Uh, we've got Vegas minus 115 uh, road favorites in Seattle. Uh, the total in this one sitting at uh, six. Uh, pretty much across the board in this one. Uh, obviously, we know what Vegas needs to do uh, to clinch the uh, division. Uh, a win uh, in uh, any way will uh, get that uh, done here for the uh, Vegas. Actually, not even a win. A one one point, you know, a regulation or shootout loss for the uh, or uh, no, not an over. I should say an overtime or a shootout loss for the uh, Vegas Golden Knights would be enough tonight to clinch the uh, Pacific Division. And of course, a win uh, would do the same as well. So. You know, I definitely think they they, they, they should get the job done here. Uh, Seattle, it is their home finale, though. Uh, and even though for them, you know, it's an outside chance at them, you know, you know, tying L.A. I think L.A. Would, might still get the uh, third-place spot. We'll see. But, uh, you know, I, I definitely wouldn't step in front of Vegas because of what they need here uh, as far as uh, clinching the Pacific Division is concerned. But, again, they only need one point. And for that reason, rather than taking Vegas – because, you know, I do think they probably have a decent shot to win this game tonight. As far as the uh, goaltending matchup is concerned, it is Philip Grubauer uh, confirmed in net for Seattle here in their final regular season and final home game of the season. And it will be Laurent Brossois once again for the uh, Vegas goal. Like, he's the game one starter. I mean, that is becoming crystal clear right now. He keeps getting these uh, starts down the stretch here. And even though Hill is closing in on a return and Logan Thompson even might be available at some point, Sure looks like Laurent Brossois is going to be the guy, at least for game one for Vegas uh, in the uh, first round. So uh, while I think Vegas has a good chance to win this game, they only need a point. And for that reason, give me the draw here uh, in this one with the uh, Golden Knights and the uh, Kraken. Uh, I like that look. Again, one point will get the job done. 
for the Vegas Golden Knights as far as clinching the uh, Pacific Division. So uh, for me, I'm going to go with that draw here. Vegas, Seattle, draw at FanDuel plus 360 uh, in uh, this game. And uh, as far as the milestones in this game, yeah, Marcia So to get to 30, he needs two. So the Marcia So goal prop, Marcia So even a two-plus goal prop sprinkle, well worth a look, trying to get to 30 goals this year for the uh, Vegas Golden Knights. On the Seattle side, uh, they've had just incredible seasons from multiple players, including Jared uh, McCann, who's just been absolutely sensational, of course, for the uh, Seattle Kraken uh, all season long. Uh, so when you look at uh, any, uh, I'm looking at the Seattle side in terms of uh, who's uh, got some potential milestones. See, McCann hit 40 the other night, so that's done. There's really uh, no one else that can get to any kind of major, major plateau when I'm just filtering out the uh, stats here on the uh, Seattle side, doesn't look like it. Uh, I'm just uh, seeing, no, there's not really someone that's looking for 40 goals, 50 goals, uh, 30 goals. As far as point props are concerned, Matty Beneers could get to 60, but he needs uh, three points for that. Don't necessarily know if he'll uh, get there uh, tonight in that game. So nothing really on the Seattle side as far as uh, any major achievement uh, numbers for players to get uh, what do you think here uh, alex final game vegas seattle as they all of these are already you know franchise records because it's just year two for seattle so <laughs> it's just it's just building upon a record that'll be broken later basically yeah. but uh I, yeah i like the draw here as well like i said you know both teams just needing just one point especially vegas to secure the division uh this definitely feels like one of those games that we'll see a little bit of competitive energy but then it just slows down both teams want to keep everybody healthy play it safe take your point figure out what happens in overtime or a shootout, and then get ready for uh, the real deal. And I'm going to do it one last time for good old time's sake because he started to heat up again uh, for the uh, Vegas Golden Knights getting this uh, top-line opportunity, or at least he did. I think he's second line now. Nick Waugh and Riley Smith on his line, but Michael Amadio, why not? This was a guy we were cashing some serious goal props with earlier in the year, and he's been – eating up a little bit again here down the stretch. So I'm going to get involved there a little bit with uh, Amadio uh, for the uh, Golden Knights uh, anytime goal at a nice price there, plus 460 uh, at uh, FanDuel. Why not? Uh, because he's been heating up a little bit as of late. Yeah, Nugent Hopkins, three away from 40. Yeah, outside shot there uh, with him to get uh, 40. Needs the hat trick for it to happen. But uh, And I think Connor McDavid, actually, the focus is going to be – that's too, that, that's the thing. If McDavid wasn't – going to break the uh the Ovechkin record for the most goals in a single NHL season since the turn of the century 2000 then it would be more possible for Nugent Hopkins to, to feed him the puck more but no I think they're gonna be feeding McDavid a lot tonight trying to get into the 66 goals that he needs to pass Ovechkin uh so but, but not saying Nuge can't do it but uh that's I'm, I, I focused in more on McDavid there uh, in that uh, Edmonton game as far as the uh, goal props. But uh, you never know. Nugent, uh, Nugent Hopkins can certainly do it, but uh, he needs three to get to a 40. Uh, I would say if you want to bet Nugent Hopkins, just go for that hat-trick prop. That screw the uh, single goal or the two goals. Just go for the hat-trick prop because he needs three to get to 40. Uh, and uh, actually, you know what? Before we uh, do the uh, Manscaped ad and wrap up best bets, I'm going to just take a uh, gander at the uh, odds there for hat-trick in particular for uh, Nugent Hopkins tonight because I know it's going to be end up being an absolutely insane uh, eighteen fifty, yeah, for him to uh, get uh, three goals tonight. Let me just see here the multi uh, goal score props. Uh, let me just see multi goal scores plus twelve uh, plus oh eighty to one plus eight thousand 
for Ryan Nugent Hopkins oh. <laughs> to get a hat trick here tonight. Okay. Two goals or more for McDavid, plus 180, uh, by the way. Uh, and he needs two to break Ovechkin's record. So I'm on both of those. I'm As I mentioned earlier, McDavid one goal, McDavid two goals. But yeah, just something very tiny on Nugent Hopkins to get a hat trick because yeah. he needs three to get to 40 goals, 80 to one. There you go. Why not? Why not? That's better than That's a lottery ticket. It's the last yeah. big slate of the regular season. As long as you keep your amounts in check and very tiny, very small yeah. bets, you could you could spring some nice profit if some of these hit and some of these players get these goals that they're looking to get tonight uh, in uh, this uh, final regular season game. All right, good stuff. What a show. Packed it with tons of information, tons of props that we think are very live based on the player milestones, player achievements that they can get to uh, based on tonight's game. So hit the like button, 220 live viewers. We appreciate it very much. Hit the like button. Uh, we appreciate it very much. This is probably one of the better shows we've done all year, just based on the info we've given you yeah. uh, on all these players and all these props here coming in down the home stretch. Uh, we will wrap things up in just a moment with best bets. A reminder, check out patreon.com slash ice guys, just $10 a month. Goalie charts, totals charts, power ratings, daily ice guys show betting card, bonus content, and plenty more. Make sure you check it out. Patreon.com slash ice guys, just ten dollars a month. Also check out the Ice Guy store. We got free shipping for the next four days. So uh, if you've been waiting uh, you know, order, get yourself a t-shirt or a cap or a hoodie, eat something right now, you get free standard shipping uh, for the next four days. Once you go to iceguys.myspreadshop.com, you click on the top to redeem that coupon and uh, you can go shop away. So iceguys.myspreadshop.com. Free standard shipping for the next four days. All right, there you go. Get involved with that at the Ice Guys store. All right, best bets coming up right after we hear from Manscaped. Support for the Ice Guys is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Their products are precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped's performance package, the ultimate men's hygiene bundle. Join over 7 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the promo code ICEGUYS. That's promo code I-C-E-G-U-Y-S at manscaped.com. If my math is correct, it's about 14 million balls that you can preserve. The Performance Package 4.0 is the complete accessory package to take care of everything that is required. You've got, of course, the Lawnmower 4.0, takes care of your facial hair, uh, and among other things, uh, you've got, of course, the Weed Whacker. I'm approaching 40. Nose hair has become a major issue. It pisses the hell out of me. I need to take care of that shit, and the Weed Whacker can help you do that. Both of these products, waterproof and a 4,000K LED spotlight for a more precise shave. And you'll also be able to take care of those delicate areas with the ball toner, with the ball deodorant. Keep you smelling good, looking good, and feeling good down in the nether regions. This complete performance package 4.0. We'll take care of everything for you, for all you guys out there. And it's courtesy of our good friends at Manscaped.com. So get 20% off and free shipping with the promo code ICEGUYS at Manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at Manscaped.com. And use promo code ICEGUYS. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. All right, time for best bets here. One last long regular season show in the books. Uh, Alex, uh, what do you like for best bet? It's it's so tough because, I mean, there's a, a lot to choose from. But I'm going to go with this play. Uh, and, and like I said, I got this at Bet Online. You can find this at a lot of shops where you can kind of mix and match 
with your shot on goal props. We're going Mika Zibanejad. Four shots on goal or more. I got that at plus 145 at Bet Online. Like, I mean, he literally said himself he's going to be trying to shoot uh, as much and as often as possible to hit that goal milestone. I think he's going to get a ton of looks and a ton of chances at it. That's great plus value for him to just get at least four shots on net. We were going with that. Mika's advantage at four more shots plus 145. That is my best bet for this Thursday. All right. Going for the, uh, the up uh, uptick in the uh, shots on goal count tonight for Mika Zibanejad. And like he's quoted in the media of saying, I'm shooting the puck a lot tonight as I'm trying to get to uh, 40 goals here for the uh, New York Rangers. And he only needs one uh, to get there. But uh, obviously he's going to try to fire that puck a lot to get there, uh, obviously. So uh, over that four-plus shots on goal, Mika Zibanejad, New York Rangers, at that great plus price for Alex B. Smith with his uh, best bet. You know what? Because I really like so many of these props tonight, I'm just going to go for – a prop look tonight. And for me, it's going to be Braden point Tampa Bay. And I look, I, you know, I've been not a big fan of Tampa Bay, but this Detroit team has kind of quit defensively here. Uh, the last few games, he only needs just one goal uh, to get the uh, milestone uh, of uh, 50 goals in a season. He's at 49 right now. Uh, he needs just one more goal to get to 50. I think it's a wonderful bet tonight on Braden point to get the 50th goal against a team that has been given up a lot of goals here. Uh, the last few games. Let's go Braden Point, Tampa Bay Lightning, anytime goal score, plus 106 at FanDuel. Uh, that is going to be my best bet here for this Thursday uh, NHL card. That'll wrap up this edition of the Ice Guys. Uh, thanks to everyone in the chat for joining us. Hit the like button uh, on the way out. We appreciate it uh, very much. Uh, and a reminder, the Ice Guys is live seven days a week, Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, Saturday and Sunday, noon Eastern. If you can't watch the show live, download the Ice Guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and more. Download the Ice Guys podcast when you can't watch the show live. For Alex B. Smith, I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Thursday night. Enjoy the games and good luck. And we will talk to you again tomorrow on Friday for another edition of the uh, Ice Guys presented by National Hockey Now. (laughs) 